The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. For the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father, who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. There are only so many hours in the day, and you can only pay so much attention. One writer described ours as an age of distraction, in which your attention has become one of the chief commodities. And so there are such things as gas station TV and ads on hotel key cards and at the bottom of airport security bins and apps that promise to teach you languages or make you fit just five minutes at a time. Forever, marketing has succeeded at grabbing your attention from whatever else it is that you're trying to pay attention to. But now the world has gotten wise to the fact that there are countless little chunks of time in your day when you're apparently not paying attention to anything at all. And scooping up that downtime requires such little effort. After all, which of you is going to put up a fight for the sanctity of your time during the 60 seconds you spend at the gas pump? Now it's very easy to rhapsodize about a past in which there was less noise, and we were evidently free to think about nothing. But as often happens when we talk about the good old days, we fail to recognize that we are now just experiencing different symptoms of the same disease. There is nothing new under the sun, and your attention has always been a valuable commodity. If you lament our culture of distraction, you might suppose that there is nothing better than for us to be left alone. That if you just had the time to sit and relax, 
and think, you would be happier and healthier and perhaps a better person. But here's my question. Do you know what you would think about at the gas station or in security at the airport or in the doctor's waiting room if there were no intrusions into your thoughts, if you weren't given any suggestions? Do you know what you would think about? I'd like to venture a guess. Given no other distractions, your mind would wander either to the things that worry you or to the things you desire. Fear and love drive our imaginations. And so when money is tight or a job is at stake or the kids are off the rails or your marriage is tense or your health is in question, your fears give you plenty of fuel for the flames of worry and you have something to think about, something to attend to without any suggestions from anyone. On the other hand, when things are going well, your daydreams are spent on your loves, from the wholesome to the unwholesome. Freed from distractions, your quiet moments of solitude quickly blossom into full-fledged fantasies about the life you have or the life you wish you had. And so you see, it's not that this age of distraction robs you of the opportunity to think about nothing, to pay attention to nothing. Instead, it just nudges your attention away from the things you fear and love toward whatever sports center clip is playing at the gas station pump. Now, it's really helpful to think this way, to think about your attention as something that is valuable, something that will be snatched up if it is left undirected. And it's helpful to know also that it's not just the world that's after your attention, but also your sinful flesh and the devil, both of which are very happy to let your imagination loose with the things you fear and love as long as what you fear and love isn't God. Now, hopefully, this is familiar language. It's how we talk about the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And so another way to frame the first commandment is with this question. What do you pay attention to? Our gospel lesson today describes a dreadful time in the world. You are sheep in the midst of wolves. For Christians, it is an age of persecution. It always has been, and it always will be. If it's not the world seeking to take your life, it is your flesh or the devil that are after you. And this age of persecution reveals, what does Jesus say? Do not fear those who can kill the body. And in the Gospel of John, whoever loves his life loses it. Do not fear and love what the world fears and loves. Do not fear and love what everyone else fears and loves. Not your health, 
or your well-being or your family, not even death or life. If those are the things that you pay attention to, you may as well spend your days in front of the pump at the gas station. None of those things, none of what the world, your flesh, or the devil would have you fear and love, none of them are worthy of your attention apart from Jesus. We should fear, love, and trust in Him above all things. Now this really feels like a demand. And when Jesus says, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell, it frankly sounds like a threat. But it's not. For you Christians, saints, God does not make demands or threats. He makes promises. And that's the substance of the first commandment. And it's the good news of our gospel lesson. You see... Jesus wants to free you not just from the distractions of this world, but even more from the things you fear and love which finally do you no good, which are not worth your attention, which can only lead you to despair or to trust in yourself rather than Christ. The things of this world, even the most important things, the most profound things, even death and life, they become petty and trite in view of what Christ offers in his cross and resurrection, in the forgiveness of sins, in his flesh and blood. Jesus invites us to fear and love him because he is the only thing worthy of both our fear and our love. He is the only object for your trust who rewards your trust with complete devotion, with complete and perfect sacrifice for your good. He is the only object for your attention who also attends to you. I think it's right to call this an age of distraction. But for Christians, it's just a new symptom of the same disease. Whether it's the world or our flesh or the devil giving us stuff to think about, Christians are always in a struggle to direct our attention to God, to fear and love God above all things. And so again today, Jesus puts that struggle in your view. And again, he invites you to engage it, not to let up, not to give in, to endure to the end to come to church and be forgiven, to have your minds set on heavenly things and not on earthly things, to fill your bodies with his flesh and blood, to fill your hearts with his spirit and his life, to fill your thoughts with his promises, to learn not to fear even what can kill your bodies, but instead to learn to fear and love God, who, though he can destroy body and soul in hell, has spared nothing, not even his own son, to make yours the kingdom of heaven. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.